Podcept, the podcast from Deutsche Bank Research, with interviews on current economic and financial topics. Listen as economists and analysts from Deutsche Bank present their views. Hello, everyone. This is Podcept, a podcast series where we discuss some of the most interesting ideas from Deutsche Bank Research. My name is Debbie Jones, and I am the global head of ESG for company research at Deutsche Bank. Today, with me, I have James Brand, our lead European utilities analyst. James, thank you for being here today. It's a pleasure. James, you recently wrote a report on a topic that is very important to those of us who work for a German bank, write on sustainability, and care about rising energy and power prices. I, I check all three of those boxes, so I'm very happy to have you here during this pod up with me today. The report you recently wrote is titled German Utilities Decarbonizing Power and Gas, the Intermittency and Seasonality Challenges. Your report is quite insightful, and I would like to go into, right into some of the most important questions. To set the stage here, the German government presented its official coalition agreement late last year, which was ambitious across a range of areas. What is the targeting for the utility sector? Well, yes, the coalition agreement is very ambitious, and the targets for non-utility sectors are also quite relevant for the power sector, as there's a general theme of electrification. The German government aims for a significant expansion in electric vehicles, There is an aim to decarbonize industrial clusters with a switch to hydrogen. And to start facilitating this, the government has doubled its target for electrolyzer development by 2030 to 10 gigawatts. These electrolyzers will produce green hydrogen from renewable power. There's also an aim for Germany to become a hub for battery R&D and manufacturing, which will be important for balancing the power system. For the utility sector, there are plans to reach 80% renewable production by 2030, which is the highest target of the major European countries, at the same time as closing remaining nuclear stations and ideally phasing out coal entirely by 2030. That does sound very ambitious. What, What needs to happen for the government's targets to be achieved? Lots of investment, firstly. We estimate that 200 billion euros of capex will be needed in new solar panels, including on individual roofs, onshore and offshore wind, and importantly, new gas-fired generation capacity. In our report, we use an hourly power market model to estimate how much new gas-fired capacity will be needed. And we estimate that at least 25 gigawatts of capacity That's equivalent to 30 large new gas-fired power stations and 20 gigawatts of batteries may be needed to substitute the phase-out of nuclear and coal. In order to facilitate this new uh, capacity, a capacity mechanism needs to be developed to support the investment in new gas-fired power stations and planning reform is needed to enable new build and network strengthening both of which are included in the coalition agreement. So you mentioned a significant amount of new gas fire generation is needed. Could you explain why it is not possible to meet demand solely through renewables? In short, due to the intermittency of renewables. So solar panels only run uh, when the sun shines, for instance, in the middle of the day in the summer, and wind when the wind blows, which varies. 
We illustrate this in the notes using actual historic demand profiles. For instance, if you take January 2018, power demands typically peaked at around 70 gigawatts. And at times when the wind was blowing, renewable production reached as much as 50 gigawatts. However, at the hours of the lowest renewable production, this was only 10 gigawatts. And sometimes weaker wind conditions can last for several days. Uh, so on these days, you need a lot of flexible generation. And in the case of uh, low emission Germany in the future, uh, this is likely to be a lot of gas. And interestingly, I, I do think the economic backdrop for batteries is significantly improved. Ba battery development could significantly step up. Although our modeling suggests that delivering batteries, even if there was a rollout of tens of gigawatts of, of batteries, that this is not enough alone. You need a form of generation that can deliver a significant amount of ca capacity for a sustained period of time. And also what we find is that even in scenarios with very high renewable production, in our base case, we estimate 80% uh, of consumption from renewables and 75% of production from renewable power in 2030. That's slightly behind the coalition uh, ambition is that gas still plays quite a big role in the mix. Okay, so the big question here, what does this mean for prices? In the near term, power and gas prices have been very high. Yes. Uh, Near-term energy markets are in crisis uh, due to shortages of, of gas, um, which itself is, is due to lower than normal Russian gas exports to the EU and Ukraine and, and through the pipeline uh, system there. And combined with high carbon prices, this has driven power prices much higher. This should moderate over the medium term, although it depends partly on geopolitical developments. When we look ahead, though, to 2030 and what the new generation mix in Germany could mean for prices, we find that at least one gas-fired power station needs to run in 2030, three quarters of the time, uh, which suggests that although power prices should progressively fall, they could remain fairly high. In our central scenario, which assumes a smooth transition, um, so effectively enough gas-fired capacity and battery additions, we forecast wholesale power prices dropping to around 70 euros a megawatt hour by 2030, compared to around 100 euros a megawatt hour at the tail of the current forward curve. However, we find that if not enough new gas and battery capacity is added, that prices could remain at the higher levels, and also that the scarcity of flexible capacity could drive up margins for gas-fired generation that is on the system. Under our base case, with a smooth transition, we estimate gross margins for gas plant of around 10 euros a megawatt hour, although this rises to 35 euros a megawatt hour or more under scenarios where not enough capacity is added. So, James, you mentioned earlier that hydrogen played an important role in the coalition plans. Could this be used at some point instead of natural gas? Well, the, the new EU taxonomy rules require, in order for companies to be compliant, that natural gas is replaced by green gases, of which hydrogen is the main one, by 2035. And when we speak to the big utilities, they are keen to be compliant. And when they build new gas capacity to ensure it is hydrogen ready. However, 
Hydrogen is also an area where there will be challenges associated with renewable intermittency, seeing as the common vision is that the electrolyzers are powered by renewables, which will be variable, and also associated with demand seasonality. Germany, like other Northern European countries, has very strong energy demand seasonality. Energy demand is double in the winter, the levels in the summer, mainly because people use energy, commonly natural gas, to heat their homes in the winter. Now at the moment, that seasonality is met by swing natural gas production and storage. In a renewable world, it's harder to produce the seasonality and particularly in the case of Germany, it may even end up with a summer renewable peak due to its solar, still with a peak winter demand. This could require a huge amount of new storage, both to deal with the intermittency of hydrogen production and the seasonality of Germany's renewable mix. Now, luckily, Germany has a lot of the geological salt structures that are ideal for hydrogen storage, although this is another area where a lot of investment will be needed, adding to the energy transition cost and complexity. James, thank you. That is all the time we have today. We really appreciate your insights. Again, my guest today was James Brand, our lead utilities research analyst at Deutsche Bank. Clients can see James' reports at dbresearch.com. My name is Debbie Jones, Deutsche Bank's Global Head of ESG for Company Research, and you have been listening to another Podzept with DB Research. Podzept, the podcast from Deutsche Bank Research. This podcast has been produced by Deutsche Bank and may contain research as defined in MIFID 2. The information discussed is believed to be reliable and has been obtained from public sources believed to be reliable although Deutsche Bank makes no representation as to its accuracy or completeness. Opinions, estimates and projections discussed constitute the current judgment of the speaker at the time of recording. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Deutsche Bank and are subject to change without notice. For further important information, please visit research.db.com.